0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Daniel. We're in the fifth chapter, and we covered the first five verses in the previous episode. But let me read those again, as always, right, to set the context, because we're talking about Belshazzar, a different Babylonian king, actually the last king of Babylon. So here verse one says, Belshazzar, the king, held a great feast for a thousand of his nobles, and he was drinking wine in the presence of the thousand. Verse two, when Belshazzar tasted the wine, he gave orders to bring the gold and silver vessels which Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem, so that the kings and his nobles and his wives and his concubines might drink from them. Then they brought the gold vessels that had been taken out of the temple, the house of God, which was in Jerusalem, and the king and his nobles and his wives and his concubines drank from them. They drank the wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone." So you see that the Spirit has leading Daniel here to drive home the point that these gold and silver vessels, particularly the golden ones, that they've been taken out of the temple of the house of God. He says that two times. Out of the temple of the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. So there's no doubt. So they were having this pagan drunken celebration using the vessels of the Most High God. Now, verse 5. Suddenly, the fingers of a man's hand uh, emerged and began writing opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the back of the hand that did the writing. Notice how it changes. You got this festive thing, thousands of people there, thousands of drunken people. And then suddenly it starts off, it says, suddenly, like out of nowhere, suddenly, the fingers of a man's hand emerged. Emerged from where? Emerge carries the idea of what? Coming out of one place into another, moving from one place to another. A man's hands emerge, apparently, out of nothingness. Okay, That he emerged and began writing on the plaster wall. So this is like plain plaster wall. And the king saw the back of the hand that did the writing. So the king can see the back of the hand, the fingers, and everything. Everybody else probably couldn't because of the angles of the wall where they were seated and everything. But the king could see it. So what do you think the king's reaction is? Well, we don't have to do much thinking. Let's just read verse 6. Then the king's face grew pale, and his thoughts alarmed him, and his hip joints went slack, and his knees began knocking together. He had a physiological reaction. He sees this. He sees his hand Riding on the wall, his face grows pale, and these are all uh, physical reactions that we have when we're in shock, when we're terrified over something, with tremendous fear comes over us. His face went pale, that means his blood is draining from his face. But why is the blood draining from his face? Well, we know now, just some of the things that we know related to the physical body, that went times of fear, times of terror, times of... Uh, fight or flee, you know, come upon us, mm. that the body reacts instantly. And so it starts pumping that blood into places that are important. Uh, the, the skin isn't as important at that moment, okay? So the heart, the mind, the brain controls the heart, and the blood's going to start pumping to the major organs. Mm. And it's literally going to give this type of effect that your face turns pale because the blood's rushing away from your face. His thoughts alarmed him. That's interesting. I wonder what the thoughts were that he was having. And then the scripture tells us that he goes all Elvis on us. (laughs) And if you're in the Western world, maybe you know what I mean by that. His hip joints went slack and his knees began knocking. (laughs) When Elvis Presley first came along, uh, he was known for his dancing style. And as a matter of fact, they would not show him on TV his full body. They'd only do him from the waist up because it was considered to be obscene the way that he was uh, moving his hips about in the way that his knees and his legs move. This right here was involuntary, folks. Okay, The face thing was involuntary. His thoughts were involuntary, like what was, what was rushing in his mind. His hip joints went slack. That means they were weakened. He's about to collapse. And his knees began knocking together. You know, we've often heard it said that somebody's knees were knocking. And, you know, we've nearly treated it like it's some trite type of thing that it doesn't really occur it really does occur. And here's the example. Now, verse 7 continues. The king called aloud to bring in the conjurers, the Chaldeans and the diviners. (laughs) Well, we've seen those folks before, haven't we? He's yelling for them, telling them, come in here, y'all get in here now. Don't you know that this was causing quite a ruckus in the party? So he calls them in. The king spoke and said to the wise men of Babylon, any man, who can read this inscription and explain this interpretation to me shall be clothed with purple and have a necklace of gold around his neck and have authority as third ruler in the kingdom. Now that's sort of curious, isn't it? So what have we learned right here? That the writing on the wall had left an inscription. The writing was there. They could see it. They all could see it. But also nobody knew what it said. Okay, nobody knows what the king doesn't know. He brings them in there to read the inscription and explain interpretation. He was so fearful that he went straight to it. He says, if you can read this, if you can interpret it, guess what? I'm going to clothe you with purple, extremely valuable clothing. Okay, you're going to have a necklace of gold around your neck and you're going to have authority. And the authority is as third in the kingdom. Well, why third in the kingdom? Why not second in the kingdom? Hmm. That right there goes to what we saw earlier, and we spoke about it in the previous episode. That where it says that Belshazzar, that Nebuchadnezzar was his father, it probably the idea is that Nebuchadnezzar is probably his grandfather. And we know this uh, from historical things, too, what the actual historical flow of the kings were. We have historical writings about this. So Belshazzar was likely... And you notice, I'm equivocating. I'm not going to fight with anybody over it, okay? but it was likely the grandson. And right now, that he was the uh, king apparent. Okay? He's king and co-ruler with his father. And that the other king, his father, the co-ruler, was off at another place. He was off at the summer house. I mean, literally, he was not here around them at this time. He was somewhere else. Which gets into some interesting things. Uh, so, He offered him, Belshazzar offered him third in the kingdom because Belshazzar was second in the kingdom. In other words, he did offer him the best, or offer whoever could do this the best that they could. So what came of this? Well, verse eight, then all the king's wise men came in and they could not read the inscription or make known its interpretation to the king. Verse nine, then King Belshazzar was greatly alarmed. His face grew even paler, and his nobles were perplexed. So these thousand noble people were perplexed. All the people that were wondering, what in the world is this? A conjurer the Chaldeans, the diviners, had no idea. The king is getting more and more fear-filled because of what he's looking at. Well, I wonder what's going to happen next. (laughs) Well, we'll have to wait to the next episode because my time's up. You can go ahead and read if you want to. You can always read ahead, Daniel chapter 5. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.